0: We're really glad, again, you're here with us this morning, particularly because it's a special day. Um, uh, Since I know Katie and I's first year here, we kind of instituted this weekend as an opportunity to reflect back on the year and just, um, both as individuals and as a church, to look back and just see God's sort of handiwork in our lives, taking us through hard times and through blessing and what he has accomplished um, through both. To grow us, to change us, to make us more like Jesus. And it is one of my favorite services of the year, hands down. And I know many of you have been part of this, agree. It's, uh, this year, it's our Reflect 2014 service, where we have opportunities for any of you, and I hope you consider it, to offer a testimony of thanksgiving for what God has done. Um, one of my highlights this year has been focusing more intently with you guys on the person and ministry of Jesus Christ through the Gospel of Mark. Just looking at him, being reminded of his teaching, looking a little more deeply at things we may have heard growing up in Sunday school or singing songs as a family, but looking again at Jesus' life. For some of us, it might be new. But I hope for you it has been a compelling look at the person of Jesus because we're nearing the end of it. And as we, we've gone to the end of his life, when at first he taught in many ways, using incisive questions and power encounters, using parables and stories, towards the end of his life, Jesus becomes largely quiet. Yet under duress and even falsely accused, Jesus was not completely silent. He still managed to utter who he was and whose he was. When he when asked by a high priest, by a governor. Are you the Christ? Are you the King of the Jews? In that moment he did answer. He said yes. He had to confess who he was. He had to confess he's going to go be at the Father's side on the throne with power. I prayed this week. What, what, how should I introduce this time? And this is what God put on my heart. For some of you, you might be largely quiet about your spiritual life, about your journey with Jesus. Maybe you don't talk much about it. And I understand that. Uh, I I know I'm a loud mouth. I can get all shared too much. But I want to encourage you, just like um, Jesus, who at this point in his life, he gives the good confession, Paul calls it. Though largely silent, when asked about who he is and whose he is, he speaks up. And I wonder if that might be you this morning. Has God worked in your life in such a way this year that though you're nervous to maybe share, maybe you're naturally a quiet person, he might put on your heart this morning. You might even now be urging you, you know, maybe I should share something. If that's you, I want to encourage you to come up, to come forward, and give a testimony of what God has done for you. It doesn't have to be perfect. Your words don't have to be eloquent. But just a sincere heart. And just sharing because you're amongst friends. We love you. We care for you. We want to hear what God's done in your life. So I really consider doing that. Let me give you just... A couple ideas for that. First of all, we have two microphones up front. So what we're going to ask you to do in a little bit is to come forward whenever you're ready and share. If someone's already up here sharing, come forward anyway. Take a seat somewhere near the front. Kind of get ready. And when they're done, just come forward and share what you will.
1: Good morning, church. Hi. 20 months ago, around February 2013, I was in the hospital. I was reading Matthew in the Bible. Why? Because I was hurting. And I was always taught, I was raised up in the church, that that's what you do when you're hurting, is you read the Bible. Why was I reading Matthew? Because... I was also told that I wasn't worthy, and Matthew seemed to help me and teach me that I was worthy. Six months earlier, I met a wonderful person named Kimberly Parker. She came to work at the craft market. We became instantaneous friends. She introduced me to this church. In February, she came to visit me at the hospital. She said, Ruthie, I think your house is making you sick, and I'm going to do something about it. She went to the Department of Environmental Health, screaming bloody murder, sent me a text telling me she was a crazy white woman. (sighs) She got them to come to my house. Sure enough, my house was making me sick. She introduced me to this church, to Ark. The family came and helped clean my house. That started in April. This June, I got baptized. I had started uh, going to a Bible study group on Wednesdays, which changed my heart. In June, I got baptized. It changed my life. I joined another Bible study group on Thursday. And I know more about the Bible than I ever did in my life. And I know more about what God is doing for me. And I just want to thank all of you for letting me love you and for loving me back. Thank you.
2: I'm Jim Berry. My wife is, uh, Roxanne is out there, and my son is at home studying for college exams, or else he, he would be here. We're new to the island about three months. Um, oh, about a t- couple of years ago, we began to think about moving outside the United States. We're from Alabama, just a little north of uh, Florida. And uh, we were going to do that under our on, on our own dime. And then out of the blue... Uh, By all intents and purposes, from what we can determine, a God-led thing, a uh, job offer came here, and this was not on our our radar screen, but uh, we have been ecstatic with uh, what we found here in Cayman. The people have been uh, more than welcoming of us, we have just were invited to uh, some Caymanian's homes. Uh, For Thanksgiving dinner There was about 15 people there And they made us feel very welcome We met some people about uh, a week ago And last night we had Thanksgiving dinner with them So uh, we're more, we've been uh, just The outpouring of uh, just um, hospitality has been great so we are not sure why God has us here or where it uh, heads from this point forward. But in in our minds, that K-Man uh, is an, an answer to prayer. So we appreciate the fact that uh, uh, stores are closed on Sunday. We appreciate the fact that they don't show R-rated movies on Sunday. And uh, we uh, think that God... Honors uh, society at least uh, honoring uh, certain godly principles because it reminds me of Alabama when I grew up. That's the way Alabama was. Uh, It's it's in what's called the Bible Belt uh, because there's so many churches and so many uh, practicing. Uh, christians and well p- people that go to church on sunday let's put it that way and uh uh so it was it was a, a, a good wholesome atmosphere to uh, grow up in and uh plugged into the right crowd here this is a good place to to be and we appreciate that so uh, we will see where all this leads
3: Uh, I don't know how many of you guys were here last week, but uh, we were singing a song by United Pursuit, and uh, if I remember the words correctly, it's something like, it's going to be wild, it's going to be great, it's going to be full of me, and this is obviously from God saying this, Um, and uh, this has definitely been my experience of serving God um, about, it's a special year for me, It's, it's a year of two big anniversaries in my life. Um, the first one is my 10 year anniversary and it was 10 years ago, um, that God came into my life and he, I don't know, everyone has a different type of testimony. Like, I guess mine is more like a Zacchaeus kind of testimony, except Zacchaeus was in the tree and I was smoking the tree. Um, but, but in both, in both cases, the Lord, the Lord came and kind of pointed to us and said, it's your time. Um. And God did an awesome work in my life. He delivered me of all kinds of substance abuse and all kinds of stuff. Um, and it's awesome looking back, seeing like like where, where what he's like walked me through from really not liking church and not liking worship at all um, to just a complete heart transformation. Um, but especially for now, the most special at the moment, especially has been um about I don't know still three years ago. Um, I had a very funny idea about relationships. I probably still do, but it's getting better. (laughs) Um, particularly around kind of that, that, that kind of perceived dichotomy between freedom and being in a relationship. Um, and also kind of my idea of what a relationship is all about. Uh, so in my conversations with God, it basically kind of, went like this I realized if it comes down to my choice I'm probably going to make a poor choice in in partner for life um so I don't know what your stand is on this type of thing but I I asked God God I need your help I need you to to prepare me for a wife and to prepare a wife for me and I I want you to show me this is going to be the one for me um and after I did that I got really concerned because I started to think I'm not really sure God's going to pick a good wife for me because I kind of I thought about it this way. I thought, you know, there's this, this kind of, and sorry, this is like a really fallen perspective. I'm really sorry. But I thought like there were two kinds of women. You got like the exciting woman. And then you got like the dependable, reliable kind of church woman. And, and I was kind of like, sorry, sweet, but I have to be honest. <laughs> and I was kind of like, you. I don't know about this. Maybe I should just stay single and then skip both of them. And um, so this was anyway what was going on in my head funny stuff, um, and then just over two years ago, um, I, I was involved in a, with a mission team, we went to Portugal, um, and um, it, was, it, was, it was a really cool kind of mission, it's my kind of mission, like it's, it's a, like the biggest trans party in the world, outdoor party, it was about 40,000 people, um, just really kind of crazy, um, but really awesome people, really awesome ministry, and um, there was a girl on my team. And as often happens in these type of situations, you start to feel a bit soft towards the going scene. But like, for me, it was kind of like, I was like, okay, cool. I've been through this before. This is just that kind of, you're getting to know someone and you have this need and let it go. Um, but as time passed, the, the feeling stayed. And, um, long story short, um, she followed me all the way to China, which was massive. Um, and we got married Thursday one year ago. And the awesome thing is realizing, looking back, um, that I had no idea who I was marrying. I, I, I had an, an idea. It's a bit of an exaggeration. But, but if I look at my wife now and I consider the idea that I had when I married her, like there's so much more to her. Um, so this is just a really long kind of description to get to the point to say that i'm really thankful uh for this gift that god has given me um i i i've been a best man at weddings before and then like you you kind of you know look for a good scripture to to throw in there and the one that always comes up is is that one of you know when two walk together if the one falls the other one can pick him up um ending with a threefold cord is not easily broken um and i always recognize that immediately like this is a picture that god's saying you know like when you get your partner and i come in between that then it's a powerful bond um and i'm just so thankful i can see that my wife has been given to me by god she supports me in my walk with god she she's been an awesome support um unfortunately she got a bit of a difficult husband but he's working on it um and i just want to be like say thank you so much to to the lord for this indescribably awesome and precious gift that he's given me.
4: Hi. My name is Joyce, and probably most of you don't know me. I have some neighbors back there and a friend back here. And um, I had heard about this church and so decided to come last week and and now this week, and how many of you have heard the statement, God is good, God is good all the time, all the time, well, I've always believed that, and we've gone through quite a trial this year in our family, and that's part of the reason I'm here right now. And I kept saying, okay, God, I know that you're good. I know that you're good all the time. But I need to feel it. I need to feel it now. I need to to know that in this situation. And I will tell you that God's grace has been so abundant. And God's strength has been so marvelous. Strength and courage. And um, I'm here as a single person. My husband's still back in the States. And my husband had called and said, you know, how are things going? I said, fine. You know, I'm an independent woman. I can handle things. And, and he says, yeah, but you need a friend. I said, yeah, I I kind of do. And... My daughter-in-law who is a, a physical therapist at Synergy said, "You know I would love for you to go see one of the physical therapists at Synergy." And I did. and the thing that God brought to me through this person, React and who's here today, um, was the one thing that I still really needed in my life through this time of trial, and that was friendship and joy, and she and her family have brought me so much joy in the last several weeks, and what I have really witnessed is when Christ is with you, he will always bring people to you that you need at just the right time and for just the right reason. And immediately I saw the love of Christ in their life. Immediately I saw joy. And it's just been wonderful, and I want to thank you. I want to thank you for letting Christ shine in your life. I appreciate it so much. I love you.
5: Good morning, uh, my name's Janine, um, and I'd not planned at all on sharing this morning, um, but God's kind of prompting me to share. Um, the verse that comes to mind is Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, do not lean on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Um, sorry. About just over a year ago... Um, my husband uh, lost his job; he his contract was not renewed, um, and it was fine. Um, we were okay. He'd had a plan that he wanted to start his own business, and this was God's prompting um, to do this, and this was his time. Um, and I just really want to thank God because um, there were times when, so um, there were times that we'd be down on our knees and praying. Um, just to ha- have enough for the next week or the next month. And we knew that God would provide, um, but um, we're a family of four. And, you know, living on a teacher's salary came in Cayman can be a little bit difficult. Um, but God was amazing because each time we prayed, a call would come um, and a job offer Carl would receive um, something that he'd not gone out and sought, but something that was brought to him. So, um... We know that it was really from God. Um, I've been a Christian for 27 years, um, but I think this year I've learned to really um, rely on him. So I just needed to thank Jesus for what he's done for us this year. And um, thanks.
6: Morning, everybody. My name is Rolda. I just want to tell you about my walk since I got baptized. Um, I always thought being a Christian is going to be the easiest walk. <laughs> and the moment you get baptized, God will take care of everything. And I was like, yes, this is easy. This is going to be amazing. But through the time since I got baptized, the trials and tribulations just got, you know, challenging. And it, and it just kept on going every every time it got better, it just got challenging more, and I felt um, God is saying, you know, this is the time you need to stay focused, you need to, you know, go to your Bible and read and always go back to the Word, because the Word will always strengthen you, no matter what um, the situation is. And then there was a period of time that I went through a difficult trial, and I had a prayer journal that I kept, like, most of my prayers in there and stuff, and I just realized by going back into my prayer journal that sometimes that there was a big trial, and it just seemed like God showed me that, you know, when I went back, that I could look back on how he brought me out of the situations, out of the deepest trials that I went through, and he said that I will always be here for you no matter what you go through, and I just wanted to share that with you (laughs)
7: Hello, <laughs> my name is Sonia, I'm from Miami, this is my first time, but I would like to share something, I'm sorry if my English is not good, but I'm going to do my best. Um, I'm Christian for five years, but two years ago my faith was tested, I have some problems and one day I started having panic attack. So uh, that day I started praying to God, I say, what, I have these things because I'm Christian, So I was with this panic attack for more than one year, and it was a difficult time for me because I was praying a lot. So one day I said, God, I can. This is too much for me, and I surrendered. So I was too upset that day, and then I have a dream, and I remember that he was inside my dream and showed me that in that moment my, my mistake was to give to my problems and that thing the power to be inside of me so that day he showed me his power so when I woke up that day I said thank you God because you give me the answer to my question so I was passing through this problem through one year and a half because I didn't see the answer because I was playing so that day I feel good and I don't, I don't have more that <laughs> so I want to give him the glory, and I feel so good. And thank you, everybody, to <laughs> hear my testimony. And I, I'm so happy. Thank you.
8: Hello, my name is Pete. Sorry if my English ain't good. I'm um, <laughs> from Arkansas. Uh, don't hold it against me. Um, I am a student at St. Matthew's University. And I've been here for two years, four months. And it's not like I'm counting or anything. Um, uh, I, and I would just... I'm more of a list kind of guy. not going to take a story or anything. But I'm just going to start listing things that I'm beyond thankful for. Uh, like the money to come, that I somehow came up with to pay for St. Matthew's University. The fact that I didn't fail any semesters and waste that money. When uh, I don't have a car here. I don't have a, uh, anything here. I have a bicycle out front. Sometimes it has a flat. Um, so I have to walk to the store. The people here on K- came on are just wonderful. Like sometimes whenever I'm walking down the the street, this little old lady comes by, you want to ride? I mean, thank you. I mean, just thank you and just... That's just wonderful to me. Uh, That squeaky seat that I've been sitting in for two years at this church, thank you for this church. Thank you for Ryan. Thank you for um, how this church is. I've seen this church grow. Thank you for that. Thank you for just everybody here that makes this church what it is. Because it, it, it is in this community. It is a mark on this community because it's a very small community I'm used to something like this Uh, my town at home 800 people that's it and I I went to school with 25 people and I I graduated with 25 people I mean I, I understand a small community and I love and embrace a small community do not take it for granted do not take it for granted and I would just also like to thank you for being here because our God is an awesome, awesome God. That is not something that it's it's like whenever you tell your wife, I love you. It's just there's a certain kind of I love you, and then there's a just kind of a a light bulb moment, I love you. Same way with God. Same way with God. So don't take that for granted. And I thank you so much for just being here and being a part of this community. Mm. Thank you. Ryan again.
9: I chose the low mic. (laughs) Um, I didn't really plan on sharing this this morning, so I'm a little bit nervous. (laughs) I don't really know if I've ever shared this with people before. But um, my testimony is basically about never really understanding, even after I became a Christian, what the love of God is. And I think I really was very desperate for God and I realized that um, Jesus had died for me, but I never understood what comes after that and you know what it really means to be loved by a father. And my own father is <laughs> a mess, but anyway. So God, I'm pregnant by the way, so very emotional. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> um, I met Neil through church, and at the time when I met him, I'd just broken up with someone from like a long-term relationship, and I'd never had a good boyfriend before. Um, <laughs> it was weird. We met, and I wasn't really interested in him, and <laughs> <it> <laughs> he was he was a very persistent fellow. <laughs> <laughs> and um, after much persuasion from him, we went on a couple of dates. And I actually just, I knew that this was the man that I was going to marry. I don't know how I knew it. I really think that God had like revealed it to me at that point, but I didn't really understand what God was showing me. Um, and then eventually when Neil proposed, I knew that if I did not marry this man that I was going to be outside of God's will. So I married him. But we've been married now for, I think, six years. And it has not been an easy marriage in the way that I thought, like fairy tales and how, you know, I read this thing recently, this blog about my husband doesn't run to me at the airport. (laughs) And our marriage is kind of like that. Neil doesn't run to me at the airport. (laughs) But... I think that through knowing Neil, I've come to know the love of Christ and the love of God in a way that I didn't realize was possible. And last year, when I was pregnant with Zoe, um, doctors told me that I might lose my baby. And they sent me home, and they told me to lie in bed for two weeks and just wait and see. And it was... Oh, it was the worst two weeks of my life. I honestly, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I had I had lost, like, all hope and all faith. And I remember, like, I would just pray and say to God, like, God, I can't do this. And I didn't get out of bed. And Neil would come home, and he would get in bed with me, and he would read me the Bible. Because <laughs> I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to go on without this baby, and I didn't know if I was going to, like, be strong enough to do it, and I wasn't, and Neil, like, very, very really showed me that God loved me so much, you know, where I couldn't open my Bible, he was there reading it for me, and it honestly, like, it pulled me through, and I've just realized that, you know, that's what God wants from us. Like, he wants us to be his hands and feet for a reason because, you know, yes, God can appear to us magically, like magically, <laughs> or or we can be God to other people, and that's really, like, what he's shown me in my marriage, that, you know, real love is not the running on the airport. It's the person who's going to get in bed with you and read you the Bible when you can't pick it up on your own. Um, I just wanted to share that with you.
10: <laughs> Good morning. My name's Joanna. I have been thinking for the past sort of month or so whether I would share today. And... Really, there's just so much I could share about how amazing God has been this year. I mean, events that have happened this year, in my mind, three years ago, were the worst possible thing that could happen. But through them, I know that God has just shown how much he loves me and how much he loves my girls. And now, when I look at the future, I am not worried. I am just full of complete hope and trust in God. And I know that I really don't need to worry about the lives of my girls because they have a Heavenly Father who really does love them so much. And I just know that even, you know, I try and control things. I had written something and I still think what I'd written I was going to share. But actually, I'm not going to read it. (laughs) I'm just going to say just that, you know, when you are going through difficult times, you can get so caught up in what you're going through, that you don't focus on what really is the best thing that you can focus on, and that is God. And honestly, like with my girls, I just hope, you know, for their future. I don't care what job they have. All I really care is that they love God, and I just pray that, you know, they will love God with all their heart and with all their soul and with all their understanding, with all their mind. And the great thing is, is that, you know, during the summer months, I went through a, a period where I kind of lost my mind for a bit. And I was really struggling and I was really doubting everything. But God knew exactly what I needed. And what I needed was people from church, people from my family back home, to just love me and to just speak God's truth to me. And, you know, like, I remember one time being with JP and Lisa and I think it was JP, said to me, you know, like, how do you hear from God? And I remember looking at him and just thinking, well, normally when I read the Bible, I hear from God. But during that period, I felt like I was so far away from God that I just couldn't even, I couldn't hear from God. And I remember very clearly my older brother had a poster in his room, and it said, like, if you feel far away from God... Then guess who's moved? And that poster just kept coming to my head. And I was thinking, you know, like my youngest, she this year asked me to pray with her to trust in Jesus. And I've seen growth in her life. And one thing that she says to me an awful lot is, you know, God is everywhere. And sometimes this can work to my favor because when she's misbehaving a little bit and she's lying and I can tell she's lying, I can remind her that God knows that, (laughs) you know. But other times, you know, it was so good for me to just sort of remember that. But, you know, God has given me, like, I really thought about how do I hear from God. And sometimes just doing simple things like jigsaws. I know that sounds really boring, but I'm a very busy person because I'm a mum. And sometimes just doing a jigsaw It just helps because I sit and I'm still. And normally, you know, there's always a thousand and one things I can do. But at this time when my mind was just so cloudy and foggy, I needed something that would help me to be still. And during, you know, doing the jigsaws was when I actually really did hear from God. But I'm just so thankful for everything God has done over, you know, my entire life. And I'm just, thank you so, you know, thank thank you to everybody here in the church Getting baptized in the summer and having the church family surrounding us was one of the most amazing days of my life. And not just that, I got baptized with my daughter, I got baptized with Ruth, who's now part of our family, and seriously, that day was just so such an amazing day. So, thank you, everybody. Goodbye.
11: (laughs) Good morning. My name is Elida Scott. I am from Honduras. I'm a little nervous. I don't want to say that my English is bad. But you know it is, so I bring my notes. Um, Thanksgiving in the morning, I received a notice that I had three lumps or cysts in my breast. The radi- radiologist told me that the result will be in two weeks, two weeks to come through. Um, the same thing given in the evening, I have to go and see the um, sergeant. And um, when I went to see him, I told him what the radi- radiologist told me. So he said he don't know how that happened, but the results is there. And um, this is what he told me.
8: Oh, okay. this is Pathological, it's not dangerous. Oh. Okay. Can you all hear and it? All that means is someone would have tendency to form little cysts within their breast. Those cysts are fluid-filled, but they are benign.
11: So I really would like to give God thanks for his love and his mercy. Yeah.
12: Good morning. I probably look foreign to most of you. I'm foreign here myself. Uh, My wife and I just arrived here three weeks ago. Uh, My name's Matt Walker. My wife is Sarah. Um, I really had no intention of sharing anything this morning because I'm brand new here. I had a hard enough time trying to find the place this morning. Uh, (laughs) um, But I was really moved because my wife and I uh, are both from Michigan, um, and starting back in April this past year, decided to... Um, make the decision to sell everything and move to the Cayman Islands because my wife received a job offer with her company. We sold our house. We sold our cars. Uh, we brought our dog. Difficultly, but we brought him. And um, we still didn't really know why. And so throughout all this giving of thanks, um, I was really moved to, to Matthew nineteen twenty. 1920. By and large, it's really talking about the rich young man. But at one point at Matthew 23, and bear with me, it's a little bit lengthy, but my point will be there at the end. And Jesus said to his disciples, truly I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And this is the part that really moved me. Then Peter said in reply, See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you who who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands, for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. That gives me peace in knowing why we're down here, right? Because we gave everything back from home to move down here for an opportunity that we know is greater than jobs. And so we're just hoping to find our way down here and find you know, what our purpose is down here. So I give thanks to God for that. Thank you.
13: Good morning, um, my name is Riet, that's my friend Joyce. <laughs> so we're the people who came to the Caymans and we had a very similar story. Like in January, I got an email from a van Dijk and I thought, oh, just delete the spam. And just because <laughs> my sister had the same surname, I thought, mm, sounds intriguing. So I opened it and it was an email from her daughter-in-law Manda Van Dijk, to ask me whether I'd be interested in coming to the Cayman. So I didn't even know where it was. It's like, let me look in the map, looked on the internet. No, they get they have hurricane season. We can't go there. So I was just, I always deleted. And I thought, well, they're looking for a women's health physio, and I posted the the email on to all my women's health colleagues, and I kind of forgot about it. And I was lying in bed that night with the boys. And my husband came home, and I said, Oh, I had the strangest email this morning um, from someone in the Cayman. How did that happen? And uh, he said to me, So what did you do? I said, Oh, no, I just passed it on, because we're not going to move there. Um, and he said, Well, why don't we go? And I said, No, they've got hurricane season. No sensible person will want to move there. And, um, and he, we kind of started talking about it, and he, he was really eager, and I was still kind of a little bit like, Oh, I'm not so sure. I've got two little boys. Do I really want to go there? And, uh, well, that's January, and here we are, so we obviously made the move, and there was a lot of things that happened strangely, and the time intervals was really strange how things happened, and it just, in the end, all worked out fine, the paperwork worked out fine, and I just kind of want, at some point, I just realized we, we sometimes look so hard at the doors we want to open, and kind of we, we were kind of, we were in London for 12 years, and we kind of decided we've had enough, and the boys were like two and four now, and And it's not a place that you want to have little boys who want to be outside. Um, And we wanted to move. And I was thinking, Australia. Yes, we're going to go to Australia. And my husband's like, it's too expensive in Australia. So we moved to the Caymans. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So, uh, um, so, and it it just dawned on me that one morning I was still undecided. And it just kind of came to me. I kind of felt like God is opening a door for me. And I'm just slamming it back in his face. Constantly, because we didn't pursue it, we didn 't we didn't decide we want to go to the Caymans. It came completely out of the blue and it was completely out of our radar. Australia's the other way of the world, um, and I just kind of went with it, and here we are we've not even had a hurricane this year, so yes we're going to be fine. <laughs>
0: I hope you we continue this year to share testimonies with one another. If you didn't get a chance to share today, I encourage you get to know someone in the church, join a community group. That's the best place to really share what's going on in your life, have people pray for you, and celebrate with you during the week and during the regular parts of answered prayer during your life. It's awesome. I just want to share a little bit, even as the music plays, about what God's done in the church this year, um, just briefly. Kind of a church-wide testimony. It goes to what Riette was saying a little bit about trying to open doors. As a group of elders in the church, as community group leaders, as ministry team, we pray about things. We pray for God to to open doors. And my brief testimony this morning for the church, what God laid in my heart, was that um, God has given us a lot of no's this year to prayer. What I mean is that he has said, you know, first of all, we asked for um, God. We see a few facilities around the island. We have overflowing children's ministries going on, and God's doing good things. And the dream buildings we looked at, whoosh, gone. <laughs> he said, no. But you know what that forced us to do? It, it encouraged us even more with our children and family ministries, especially to focus on how can we grow? How can we improve? How can we disciple teachers and volunteer leaders? And families. I'm really encouraged, really grateful for my partner and a lot of this, Brett Wendell, who's really done a great job of sort of equipping teachers and volunteers and encouraging parents to really disciple and introduce their kids to Jesus as a result of saying no immediately to a facility. How can we grow? How can we improve? He said no to going to Honduras this year. We had gone to Honduras in 2013, had this amazing trip with a group of us. We, you remember, my, remember in the spring we got up here time after time, who wants to go to Honduras? Who wants to go to Honduras? No one raised their hand. <laughs> it just kept happening. But through that, you know, God opened the door with Christianity Explored to really link arms and look outwards here in the Caymans to be missional here and share uh, Jesus with coworkers and people in our neighborhoods. Uh, God put it on Katie and I's heart to do a, a Christianity Explored teen group through which uh, Lisa got involved and Peter and Tammy and um, Jordan and, and Bailey Weathers and we kind of came together and now um, Reinhold who you heard from earlier uh, share about the gift of his wife and Clarice have took that up so we have a teen group now all because God said no to one thing so I just want to in, in a band we wanted to have a concert down here for the last two years we, we asked one band didn't work out and asked another band they wanted like $30,000 and 12 people wanted to come down we, ah, that can't happen and finally this band that's coming down It's like the perfect time for them. They're going through a time in their life where they need healing. We're paying for them and their wives to come down here, but they're doing the concert free of charge. And they feel like, man, this is the perfect time in our lives to come down here and be encouraged and encourage our band members. I just want to just close by reminding us, guys, that when God says no to a prayer, just like he did to Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, remember that? Remove this cup from me remove this cup from me. And the Father said no, but because he had a greater yes in store, his resurrection and our salvation. So be encouraged. If God has said no to a prayer of yours, he has a greater yes in store. In this coming year, 2015, I really feel it's going to be a year of just opening up to God and worship and responding to him and how he wants us to respond to him and worship throughout our church. So let's stand and begin that. Even now, let's stand and sing one more song together of just praise and honor and glory to this God who may have said no to you in some things, but it's because he has a greater yes for you in Christ Jesus.